Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Water Cooler. We have a busy week in sports to talk about and I cannot wait to get it going. So many retirements, a national championship, it's just crazy to think about where we were at the beginning of the week and where we're at now. Now, we're trying to get Levi on the stream right now, so... Bear with me for a second if I seem distracted. We may just have to call in because there's some technical difficulties with doing split screen. And it's looking like I may just have to call him. So hang tight right quick and we will get that figured out and then we will get this episode going. What's up, dude? Tell the lovely folks hello. How's it going, people? How's it going? Dude, how's it going with you, dude? It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? Nick Saban's gone from Alabama. Bill Belichick's gone from the Patriots. Dude, I mean, I'm talking the goats of the goats are gone. They are retired from the game, not coming back, done hung up the jersey, said I'm out. You know it's a crazy week in sports when there was a national championship played and it's not even a top five news story. That's how crazy it's been. So Mm -hmm. to get started, let's just focus on Bill Belichick for the beginning. Head coach of the Patriots and GM for 24 seasons. Do you think he left or do you think he got fired politely? No, he definitely left. He he just he knew at this point you're not gonna have another generational talent come through there like Brady. So, I mean, at, at that point you just kind of give it what you got and give up. See, I got it. I got to disagree with you there. I think I think he got subtly fired. Oh, it might have been somewhat mutual, but I definitely yeah. think Robert Kraft wanted him gone. Yeah, which I mean, it it doesn't. It makes sense as to why to bring in a new kind of culture and a new kind of thing to the atmosphere, but whatnot. But it just doesn't. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like it's a firing. It just seems more or less Belichick was, "Hey, man, I, I'm I'm good. I done my thing." I mean, how many rings they won? Seven, six. six? Brady. Six so rings? Belichick has eight rings. Two yep. as an assistant coach, as a defensive coordinator on the Giants with Lawrence Taylor back in the eighties. And six is the head coach of the Patriots. Patriots, there you go. So, I mean, at that point, I mean, you really think he's worried about championships and wins? At that, like, I'm sure he just put the money in, which he ain't even worried about the money, really. He's just trying to get the experience of living life, not every Sunday having to go to the football field. Well, one thing he might be holding out for is he is currently 27 wins away from breaking Don Shula's record for being the all-time winningest head coach. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... I mean, but think about that, that though, dude. That's, what, three three seasons you'd have to still coach just to tie that? If you had not, you'd have to have three win seasons back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Patriots haven't had a winning season in, what, a couple years now? Since Brady left. Yeah, so... So, I mean, Bel- Belichick is currently 71 years old, for those of you who don't know, so... The real question is, can he do it till he's 75? I just don't see him testing it. I don't. I mean, I think his legacy is built on 
what it is. Like what he's done, I think it's mm-hmm. done. Like he, he's he's good to go. And and the coach they're bringing in is a former player under Belichick. And even yeah. Brady and it said like Gerard Belichick and shout out Gerard Mayo. Maybe yeah. we could get him on. Oh yeah, yeah. D- distant kinfolk <laughs> of ours. <laughs> I wish that would be awesome. But I t- I'm gonna tell people that. Oh but, yeah. yeah. I think that bringing him in it'll bring in a new kind of like culture to the Patriots and a different kind of vibe from Belichick than what it's always been. So I think I think he's good to go on what he's done. He don't really care about the wins. Well, do you think he's done, or do you think he's gonna sign somewhere else? Oh no, he's done. Like I think he's retiring. Like see, I I think I think he's going somewhere. He might be going to the Cowboys after this game gets wrapped up. They're yeah, currently getting whooped. Twenty-seven-seven right now. It's a pretty bad game. <laughs> Especially for a team that was projected as being potential Super Bowl contenders to get oh, bounced in the first round. Yeah, I think they had the second best chance coming out of the NFC besides the Niners. Well, it's looking like Jordan Love might just have to pull an Aaron Rodgers and take the Packers to the Super Bowl in his first season. 100%. I was sitting there questioning myself, like, as a, not only a Falcons fan, but just a football fan in general. I was like, am I about to have to join the Jordan Love uh, bandwagon, or should I wait? <laughs> I'm going to wait for the game to get over and figure that one out. I'll wait till the game to get over, but I've always thought, decently of Jordan Love and I've always yeah, felt for him with all the media storm surrounding his drafting and all the Aaron Rodgers drama he had to come up surrounding him not an yeah. ideal way to get started but he's adapted really well 100% dude he's coming out I mean making back foot throws 35 yard touchdowns on a mm-hmm. back foot like just making some stupid stupid plays it's insane but so I, I've been watching some analysts dissect the Bill Belichick situation, and here's what they were saying on ESPN, Fox Sports Radio. I want to get your takes on. They were talking about likely landing places for him. They said the Eagles, the Chargers, the Cowboys, and the Falcons were the top four. This is for Belichick? Yeah. For, definitely not the Eagles. Nick Sirianni isn't leaving this year. I don't think he's going to the Falcons. There's no reason that he would. I mean, who, who do we have? They're th- they're saying we might get Justin Fields. Mm, that's a that's a big if. I don't see it. We'd have to do a lot. I don't see it happening either, have, just because. We, no, we don't have enough. Like we do have enough, I guess. Not not even talent to trade, but we we don't even have enough like draft picks. We're the eighth draft pick three years in a row because of Arthur Smith. Mm. So. We're, if we get Bill Belichick, I'd cry, but I just don't see that happening. Dude, if we get Bill Belichick, we're going live streaming instantly. We're having a party we're from we're 10 hours apart. <laughs> we're literally getting season tickets, and we, I will make sure that you get flown down every Sunday just to come to a Fox game. <laughs> that would be insane. If Bill Belichick came to Atlanta, he would already, before he even played a game, be the greatest head coach to ever put on a Falcons uniform. For sure. But I mean, we did have we did have that one coach in the '90s takes the Super Bowl, but other than that, I know. The fact that you called him that one coach and didn't say his name <laughs> says a lot, <laughs> though. <laughs> I just know more than Anderson, baby, our kicker. <laughs> but but if somehow, some way, he did end up going to the Cowboys, the dynamic between Belichick and Jerry Jones would just mm-hmm. make for like media gold. Mm-hmm. 
that would be like dude the NFL scripted at that point <laughs> like a hundred percent oh yeah I mean I feel like wherever Belichick goes he's been the general manager and the head coach for as long as he's been in New England which crazily enough is longer than we've been alive so right. just think this is like last week when he retired was the first times in our lives that the head coach of the New England Patriots hasn't been Bill Belichick, and here we are, 22 and 23 years old. I never realized they gave him head coach and GM. I never realized that until he had once he retired and they started talking about it. I didn't realize it was both of those positions he held down. Yeah, so wherever he goes next, he'll probably only be the head coach, which might be nice for him to have less responsibility, but at the same time, he could also hate that because once you've got used to doing it both jobs for so long it's hard to take a step back yep 100 percent. that you like you just get so used to that workload and that work style it's like kind of kind of really tough to do that but at that age though i mean it's just hard to tell right now he's such a quiet person but i just don't see him going anywhere else no chance well we can debate what Bill Belichick's future holds going forward, but Nick Saban has not left the door open. He point blank said he is retired. Yeah, he is done, Joe. And all I can say to that is shout out, farewell, the GOAT. You are the greatest. I, I got so much respect for you. It's insane. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, the greatest college head coach of all time. Seven national championships, one with LSU, six with Alabama. And, you know, whenever people talk about the greatest head coaches of all time, obviously, like, the great Bear Bryant gets brought up, people like that. But when it comes to national championships, they didn't actually play for the national championships until 1991. Did you know that? Uh-uh. So before 1991, if you look up, like, who the national champions were, it was determined by a poll done by the media. So, oh, my goodness. So, so like it really every year the number one team was the champion. That'd be like yeah after like the regular season everybody vote like, all the media voted on who the NBA champion was instead of playing the playoffs. Right. And anybody who's been a sports fan can tell you that you can't just do that every season because the games like it's like the Packers and the Cowboys right now. Like you never yeah. know what's gonna happen once you actually step on the field. There's a reason they call him an underdog for a reason. They come to play. Yeah, so I mean, like, Saban's got the most natties in the modern era, but even if you were to argue for an older coach, I would weigh Saban's more just because he actually played for his natties. Yeah, and but another thing, too, is Saban had built dynasty, like a, a true mm-hmm. college football dynasty. Like, the, the Miami runs in the 90s were nice, the, the mm-hmm. Nebraska runs, and like that early days were nice but a true from x year to x year and over the time he did it how long was he at bama he was at bama from i think like 2007 to this year so 17 seasons yeah Yeah, 2007 to this has been the second year and how long now that alabama hasn't been i mean they were in it this year what i'm talking about but this will be next year will be the first year maybe that alabama isn't up to par of what they always been. So since Sab- since Saban's been there, the longest Alabama's gone without winning a national championship is a stretch they're on now from twenty twenty yeah. to now. So that's a dynasty. I mean, those those years passing by where it was 
strictly Alabama. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. that growing up, especially SEC championships. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, it's Bama, it's Bama, it's Bama. Natty, it, it's Bama. And it just blows my mind. Like, so, yeah. I, I, figured he, I figured he would retire this year after mm-hmm. what happened. But I just, you hear it and you're just like, dang, it's actually true. Yeah. So since Saban has been to Alabama, they have never gone more than three years without winning the SEC championship, for what that's worth. So, yeah, stats like that are just crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that that, that lets you know right then and there. He never once joked around about nothing. He's straight business. No, That's why I love Saban, dude. He was just always straight business. And I'm sure whenever they got the ESPN update, all the coaches in the SEC just breathed a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> right. That's how that... I know for a fact that I saw a video on Instagram whenever Kirby Smart and him were talking in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. When Saban was like, you were right about one thing. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Kirby was like, no, you're not. Uh, you could keep going. And you could tell Saban was just like, I know I could, young buck, but it's your yeah. turn. Yeah, like, he's passing down the reins. Well, so I want to ask you: a lot of people in the media are saying that Saban retired because of NIL and transfer portal and all that new developments, whereas <laughs> Saban himself said he retired just because he was old and couldn't give it a hundred percent like he used to. What do you think? Um, I have. A big say in this, like I have like a, a big mindset on this of like saving. I think a lot of it had to do with NIL and the way the transfer portal and just the drama and the media attention and the bull bull crap you have to deal with. Like mm-hmm. worrying about okay, well if I have this guy play an X amount of time, am I gonna lose my second best player? My so you know what I mean. You got to worry about so many different factors with that stuff now, which I think it got too too much on him to have to keep going here there to try to find transfers or try to make kids stay like transfer portal honestly it's, it's helped it like college football and the nil has helped it but it's also made it such a drama fest that now i mean i'm not gonna say it ran them out but it had a lot to do with it i feel i mean, i do think mostly it was just because he was old and tired and just felt like hanging yeah, it up but also yeah. even yeah. if like nil and transfer portal stuff did have something to do with it I don't blame him. It reminds me of like in the 80s when the workplace started bringing in computers and all the old people that have been working since like the late 40s and 50s were like, nope, I don't care to learn how to work with that. Like, I'm just, that's my time. <laughs> that's what, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And, and at some point, you are right about the whole, dude, he is, what, 70? 72. So he's a year older than Belichick. Yeah. He I doesn't mean, look it, though. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He really doesn't, but... I just feel like his time, he knew his time was, he, he had done enough. Like, he, him and Belichick both, I feel like they both knew, like, all right, we've done enough, we did what we can, time to give it up, like, let's go enjoy our life now. <laughs> now, they didn't enjoy their life then, but just get to do what they want when they want. The fact that his last game, though, will go out in that awful loss to Michigan, that's yeah. just sad to me because he, he deserves so much better than what that O-line and that center let him have on his way out. Yep, yep. That first quarter was the roughest first quarter to start an Alabama football game. And I never watched a lot of Alabama football mm-hmm. games, but when I did, those, those first quarters meant a lot. Yeah, dude. Like, Jalen Murrow getting sat like three times in the first quarter. It's insane. Third and 31 on your first possession and the ball's on the 10-yard line? Oh, come on. 
that's a bad way to start a football game if I've ever seen it. Absolutely. Now, which coaching position do you think will be harder to follow? Nick Saban at Alabama or Bill Belichick in New England? That's a hard that's hard question. Like who who do you feel worse for right now? Jared Mayo or Kalen Doerr? Kalen Dorn for sure. Gerard Mayo is going to be, he, I think he'll be solid. Like he's one of those, like bringing in Antonio Pearson at Las Vegas Raiders. Like he'll bring mm-hmm. a different kind of like vibe to the locker room. And like, I, I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine. But Kalen Dorn, dude, he has his first SEC game is against Georgia at Alabama. Like that's, that's a big task. Yeah, for I mean, he is did just take he did just take Washington to the national championship. So yeah, he's got some credentials. Beat Texas, beat Oregon twice. One hundred and four and twelve in his coaching career. Like, dude, that that is very. He's a very good coach, but mm. it's just gonna be a big, big test to show off how good of a coach he is. Yeah, I definitely think that he's maybe not get gonna get rocked but i think georgia is now the favorites against alabama on opening day for sure for sure um and they lost you guys lost isaiah bond the transfer portal yep that's what and it goes back to that like dude as soon as saving left he was out like and he goes to texas like golly that's that killed me right there when i saw that i was like not texas dude texas is gonna be nasty next year quinn ewers is coming back Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be, I think they're the early favorites for the Natty, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think Georgia is too. They got, gosh, they got so many five stars right now. It's insane. But going back to coaches and stuff, I wanted to ask you about one more, two more coaches actually. Okay. Oh, Pete Carroll from the Seahawks. Yep. And Jim Harbaugh. Did you see where Jim Harbaugh went today or the other day and talked to? Uh, where'd he go? He went to talk to the Chargers in the NFL. Okay, I I heard he talked to an NFL team, but I couldn't mm-hmm. remember which yeah, so he, one it he was. He went to the Chargers first, and I don't know if they're going to interview the Falcons or he's going to interview the Falcons or not. But I wanted to get your take on where what you thought about O'Harbaugh. I mean, look, I don't like blame him for wanting season. to level up to the NFL, but at the same time, when you've been a college coach for so long, I feel like it's hard to adjust to the NFL. And the fact that he just won a national championship, if I were him, I wouldn't want to leave. Like He's the man in Michigan. Why rock the boat and go pull an Urban Meyer and play a crappy NFL season instead when you could be doing legendary things in college? But that's just my take on it. I, I see him as he'd be Urban Meyer 2.0. I feel you on that. I mean, I I don't think he'll succeed in the NFL at all. Like, I really don't think that he'll be mm-hmm. good. But I just felt bad for him all season. The way stuff happened with him at Michigan, dude got had to sit out games for like literally giving a kid a cheeseburger. Like, it's just a bad, bad season for him outside yeah, of football. I mean, hey, I was about to say it can't be too bad. He finished up with yeah, the no, national yeah, championship. Yeah, outside of football for sure. And, no. and I think like he 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 pretty much went went back to his alma mater got him a ring and said, hey, I did what y'all wanted me to. I'm out. I'm going to go make more money now. Now, Pete Carroll, though, to, I don't like. It was time for him, the Seahawks, to move on. It sounded yeah. like that was not very mutual. It sounded like the Seahawks kind of just told him, you're done. Yeah. And he just kind of had to take it. It's sad yeah. just because, I mean, growing up, you know, watching the Legion of Boom, 
being uh-huh. the dominant team in the NFL yes. for like a two or three year stretch was crazy and he was one of the faces of that franchise so it's oh, sad to see sure. him go but it's probably yep. the right call for the Seahawks yeah I feel you 100 percent I feel you that's my I had the same exact take on that it's so funny I just felt I just felt so bad for the guy like mm-hmm. this is the past couple seasons haven't been what they wanted it to and it hey CLP Carroll go yeah I mean realistically any time when you have like a I don't, you can't call them a dynasty, but like a good solid team like that, yeah, whenever the team gets blown up, like when Wilson leaves, Sherman leaves, Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch leaves, it's, I'm surprised Pete Carroll lasted as long as he did. Me and you both, after that uh, play call against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, yeah. I was very surprised that he had a job for as long as he did. Greatest interception of all time. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Now, what are your thoughts on the national championship? Uh, that was wild. I figured Michigan would win it, but mm-hmm. I wanted Washington to win so bad. Once once Michigan got the uh, ground game, like running the ball, and they held the clock, dude, they mm-hmm. were just – it was over at that point. All Michael Penix would do could just throw the ball as far as he could. Yeah, man, that was – I was the same boat as you. I figured Michigan. I was hoping for Washington, and it really wasn't even a game – to be honest, like the score, the final score was like 34 to 13, which is, it's an, even the final score is not close, but it felt like a bigger blowout actually watching it in real time because Washington got most of his points after the game was basically over. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, when the game's over like that, mm-hmm. you're just giving up points left and right just because, you know, it's over. Like, hey, national championship, let's get the rating up. Who cares? I mean, I just, I hated the fact absolutely hated the fact that Michigan won it. I do. I, I don't know why. I don't I don't I don't know what it is. I just absolutely hate the fact that Michigan won. Now do you think Washington and Michigan being the two teams in the natty had a bad impact on the ratings for the show? To a degree. I mean college football is college football. Mm-hmm. I mean everybody's gonna watch it but it depends on how long they watch it and how good the game is. Like, it. I it feel a, like it was, it was a decent game. Don't get me wrong, but there could have been so many more potential better ones. Like, to a point mm-hmm. where, like Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, and the like final for Saban's farewell. Like, dude, that and you're like, just think about it. This I, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of excitement surrounding the game. Maybe one because everybody yeah. just kind of thought Michigan would win, but two, just because there wasn't. Uh, SEC team in there. I just feel like <laughs> it, it comes like Alabama versus Texas. If that was the matchup, that the hype surrounding that would have been oh crazy. Gosh. Oh my goodness! And Alabama. at the end of the day, it's sports. Obviously, the best teams win, and that's who should yeah. be playing. But it's also arguably more of a business than it is a pure athletic competition at this point. And the, the powers that be in the NCAA want those big money matchups and will do everything in their power to kind of push the outcomes towards that direction. Yeah. So I think next year, especially with the 12-team playoff format, they'll probably do everything they can to try to push the national championship to be at least have one SEC team in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it – it gets, like you were saying, imagine Texas-Alabama. I mean, 
everybody in the world would have been watching that. That's like that's just classics. That's mm-hmm. classic football right there. That's the two two of the best teams in college football forever. And you you put them two together, and I guarantee you, you probably get an extra million people mm-hmm. who, who watch the national championship game. Now, why do you why do you think that is? Like, obviously, Texas, and Alabama, the SEC, like the South, loves football. Yeah. Why do you think but it is it, that like other regions aren't so fanatic with it like the South is? It's just a tradition. Like, and how long it's like that's how I would think of it. It's just mm-hmm. it's a tradition for us in the winter time or in, in when it's fall time. It's football time. Like, it, that's just the thing you do. And up there. I've just never been up north or out west mm-hmm. and all that, so I don't really know how their dynamic it is. But to me, it's just a tradition. Like, I feel like we look at it as just a sacred thing. It's sacred to us to an extent in the SEC. Yeah. Like, SEC football is a sacred thing. You and know, I this is since that. 2005, which is almost 20 years ago. There's only been five SEC or five national champions outside of the SEC. Just to Ohio show you. State. Michigan. Who are the other two? Texas. Uh, let me pull up the list real quick. But hang on, don't tell me. I, I know it. I know it. It's it's Ohio. It's Clemson twice. Ohio State, Texas, and now Michigan. I want to say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Because Dabo beat Nick Saban twice, didn't he? Um. See, Clemson, 2016 and 2018 was Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. Then 2014 Ohio State, 2013 Florida State. Florida State, James Winston. Yep. Gummit. And then 2005 Texas. Texas. Vince Young, the greatest college football Rose Bowl game in the world. That was like, I, I would always suggest people watch that game if you love talking about the tradition of college football and how good that is. The Rose Bowl, that, that, that game was just, mm-hmm. it was, it's, it's far it goes down as the greatest college football game in my opinion. It's insane. Now, speaking of insane, how are you thinking about the NFL playoffs so far? I mean, we've already talked about the Cowboys getting upset right now. It's an insane yeah. way to start it off. But what are you what are you it's thinking about? Twenty seven ten right now as we speak. Uh, Packers are beating them. So what so. what are you thinking about um, Steelers and Bills tomorrow, and Rams and Lions tonight? I, dude, I think the I would love to see the Lions win that game, just because. I mean, it's Matt Stafford's coming back. Don't get me wrong, Matthew Stafford will always go down as one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. He is a beast, and I love the dude. Mm-hmm. But to see him go to Dallas, or I mean Detroit tonight, and just get absolutely beat would be great. <laughs> like I don't know why that would just be awesome. But I think Detroit will come out on top on that one for sure. And gotcha. Buffalo's going to win that one. They're just – I know Pittsburgh's used to the cold and stuff, but it's its different. I got the different mm-hmm. atmosphere. Seven inches of snow you're playing in, a foot of snow. Like, dude, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, you know, winner of that one plays the Ravens, so they're pretty much yeah. just playing to get put out in the first round. Yeah. But yeah, straight <laughs> up. still – But let's – Let's also go back to yesterday as well because the Browns and Texans played and the Dolphins and Chiefs. Yeah. Um, so shout out CJ Strap. He went off yesterday. It was it was cool as hell to see that. I, I was really, really glad I got to watch that game. Dude, the Browns got beat down yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like 45 to 14. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26 to 7. I was thinking yeah. the Dolphins had a shot in that one. So 
it just kind of depended on how Mahomes played and if the defense, the defensive line for the Chiefs, Chris Jones, if he got to the quarterback or he got in the backfield, dude, they were they were not having a run game. It was just uh, you, you can't throw the ball when it's twenty five mile an hour winds, negative seven. Yeah. Like you, you just it's it's hard to do anything. Now, do you think the NFL should try to push their arenas to be domed, or do you like how dude, the open dude, air it's arenas? It's the, dude, keep keep it open. I don't like the whole arena aspect and, like, the stadium aspect. Like, mm. I want to go in there. I want to watch them play on real grass, real atmosphere, weather. I don't care if it's raining hard, snowing. You play the game. I mean, okay, obviously, mm. if it's, like, two feet of snow or, like, a foot of snow, do your best. I mean, they make equipment nowadays, like. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> if, to me, it feels fake whenever it's, like, AstroTurf inside a dome. Like, it just doesn't have, yeah. feel real and gritty like footballs and sports are supposed right. to. But from a business standpoint, it's easier to predict. Like, it's easier to, you know, build your business if you don't have to worry about snow outs and th- yeah. things like that, too. Right, 100%. I get where, yeah, I get where you're coming from. And it's OMG, dude. Jordan Love is balling right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. They just, what do you do? Uh, it just had like a forty-yard completion. He's about to they're about to run down this field and score again. Jeez, man, Jerry yeah. Jones is probably losing it right now in the Cowboys mm-hmm. press box. Yeah, I would be too. Now going back to Matthew Stafford for a second, how yeah. would you compare him to the national championship-winning quarterbacks Georgia's had the last couple of years as a talent? Oh, dude, Stafford's way better though. I mean, it, mm-hmm. Stafford just didn't have the defense that Georgia's had the past few times they won the Natty. Like, the Georgia's mm-hmm. defense didn't give up more than 15 points a game for, like, two years straight. Stafford's throwing out 30, 40 games, or 30, 30 40 bombs. Like, every game they were putting up 35 points and having to play against 35 points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a way different team. It's a way different atmosphere. Like, Mark Rich and Mike Bobo did not... They just weren't as good as Kirby and, like, his offense has been. And his defenses are just ridiculous. So, I just don't think Matthew Stafford had the same mm-hmm. talent around him as, like, Stetson. Stetson, but you know. I think Stafford, obviously, was a way better quarterback than all of them. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I hate that he didn't get the team around him that those other guys did to show what he was really made out of. Plus, he was playing quarterback at the same time Tim Tebow was. So he yeah, kind of... I mean, he, had, he had A.J. Green, and he had no Sean. But, mm-hmm. I mean, A.J. Green, like, that's really all he had. Yeah, I mean, that, being in the same division as those Florida teams, kind of yeah. overshadowed. For sure. Unfortunate. Now, speaking of... Uh, this isn't really speaking of anything, but something I couldn't believe had never happened before. Just that finally happened. Did you see Michael Jordan just got put in the Bulls Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor in 2020. Yeah, dude, they just now did that. Yeah, I, like, dude. Dude, he didn't even show up. I love that. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, why would he? I'd be, yeah. I'd be so mad if I had to wait like 25 or whatever years to get put in the Ring of Honor when I'm the greatest, arguably, basketball player of all time. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. 
it's bad. I I can't believe they're just not doing it. Like I saw it and everything on like mm-hmm. the internet and stuff, but I just didn't think much about it. Like I don't know why I didn't think much about that. But yeah, I can't. How many years ago is that? Now they went on those runs. Thirty years ago, twenty years ago. Twenty five. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm reading more into it. It it looks like they 25. just they just started doing this Ring of Honor thing. Mm-hmm. So that's why. It's not that gotcha. he just waited, but... Yeah, just waited, gotcha. I was about to say, it would be so, it's such like a disrespectful thing to do to Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. So, Scottie Pippen didn't show up either. Mm-mm. We know why. Yeah, dude, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on the Pippen-Jordan beef? Because I think Scottie Pippen is just ridiculous for being that petty over it. Yeah, I can't stand Scottie Pippen. Like... And you gotta grow. You're how old now, and you've you've made how much money, and you've done all this and that. Like mm-hmm. um, that, that, that. I get it. You're watching everything, your ex-wife, but yeah. For those of you who don't know, Michael Jordan's son is dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Yeah. But that's got nothing to do with MJ. I know he got uh, mad over the Last Dance. But oh, I didn't know he did that. I've never heard about any of that. Oh, yeah, no, the reason he has beef with MJ is because he said MJ made him look bad on purpose in the last dance to try to make himself look better. And the problem is, is that MJ didn't make Scottie Pippen look bad. Scottie Pippen made himself look bad for refusing to come off the bench in the Eastern Conference Finals and getting mad when Tony Kukoc won the game for him. Right. So you can't blame that on MJ. You've only got yourself to blame. At that point, that's that's between you yourself and the man upstairs. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be mad at Michael Jordan because he just decided to highlight some facts in the documentary. But right. so that just read more about it. I makes more sense why Michael Jordan just went in, but that kind of blew my mind when I saw that headline. Yeah. Apparently, Dennis Rodman got inducted too. I think Phil Jackson yeah, I was saw there. Phil Jackson did. Basically, all the Bulls have to honor is the 90s Bulls. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, what's the last time they did anything when D-Rose won an MVP? Yeah, now I wonder if Derrick Rose got put in. I don't think so, but... Mm-mm. Probably not. He should. I mean, like you say, he's the only MVP aside from Jordan to ever play for the Bulls, so he might as well put him in there, but... At least, like, commemorate him in some type of way. The, but, the way they typically do stuff like that is they try to do, like, eras at a time. So they'll make, oh, okay, we're going to do all the, like, 90s bulls in this one. But and then maybe next year Derrick Rose will get in. But yeah, that, this that kind be, of, I mean, you remember what LeBron said a couple weeks back? I've been meaning to talk to you about this and talk about it on the podcast. But for those of you who don't know, LeBron said a couple weeks back on X that he thinks active players should be allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I saw that. And it kind of like made me think, you know, Derrick Rose is close to active. He's out of the league right now. But that would be kind of similar to putting an active player in the Bulls' ring of honor. I wouldn't. I would, I don't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have someone who's playing in the Hall of Fame. No. No. You don't know what could happen. Like you don't know what could happen. Yeah. No. I mean, the reason active players aren't and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame is because you don't want Hall of Fame voters to be prisoners of the moment. Right. 
Like, at what point, like, okay, Giannis wins two MVPs back-to-back. Does that make him a Hall of Famer? If that's the case, you have somebody who's a Hall of Famer, like, seven years into the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... There's, there's no point in even... Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, okay, maybe, maybe if they've played for an X amount of years and mm-hmm. if they have a year or two year on their a vet contract or something. You know what I mean? Like I mean I like Vince Car- like, like Vince Carter on the Hawks. Is that what you're talking about? Huh? Somebody like a Vince Carter when he was on the Hawks right, where right, right. Like which I mean basically they give him the farewell tour type thing. Mm-hmm. Like they they do the whole every time they go to an arena they thanks for your career. So I mean that's basically yeah. it, it it should be commem- commemorative commemorative yeah i can't say it with a busted lip (laughs) (laughs) yeah it should be that like uh, i lost my train of thought well yeah i get that like you know you want to commemorate people and everything with the hall of fame but i think one of the benefits of waiting five years after somebody retires to put them in is it kind of lets them get their legacy brought back up and exposed to a newer generation after it's been dormant for a while. So if you, it doesn't matter if you're like a Michael Jordan, LeBron type player because people will always talk about you. But if you're like mm-hmm. tri- Clyde Drexler or like, I'm trying to th- like a Manu Ginobili or somebody, right. and say like Manu retires, gets put in the Hall of Fame immediately, and there's no reason to ever talk about Manu Ginobili again, really, unless you yeah. live in San Antonio. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like it's nice, like five years after he's called it quits. You know, he gets his flowers when he retires, and he gets yeah, some more exactly. five years later. That's you commemorate him that way with a farewell tour. Good job, thank you for your career. Ha ha ha. And then, and then five years if they're eligible, then yeah, you do it. But yeah, no, I don't like the whole giving someone who's playing. No. Yeah. I don't now, like that at all. one caveat I do have is I don't think you should have to wait five years. No, like, not, no, I think not, if you're, like, a LeBron-caliber player, then... The, the day after don't, you retire. No. Yeah, like, don't don't make him wait. Because then you yeah. get stuck in, like, a Kobe situation where it's ridiculous yeah. that Kobe died, like, the year before his Hall of Fame eligibility was up. Yeah. And there's no reason that Kobe shouldn't have already been in from the second yeah, exactly. he retired. And like, we got... Those gener- the generational talent and stuff like that. I see where whenever they first retire, maybe give them an extra boost up. Mm-hmm. But somebody like you were saying, obviously Manny, or like even like Vince Carter, if he was to get in, like which I don't mm-hmm. think. Do you think Vince will get in? It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Everybody gets in. Yeah, that's true. And if that's it true. if the Basketball Hall of Fame was as strict as the Baseball or the Football Hall of Fame, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, Vince Carter. You could argue he's not a Hall of Famer if it's that strict. Yeah, but no, that's what I, the I mean, standards I of basketball, he's absolutely in. Yeah, that makes sense. It just, I think every everything when it comes to the Hall of Fame, you have mm-hmm. to have X amount of this, X amount of that. That's what I believe. But yeah, no, I think it's better to be too strict than too loose with who's oh, in the gosh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. I and also think about the greatest of the greatest, like. Not everybody was, not everybody is good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. I also think there should be, like, a notoriety aspect of it. Like, I mean, it's a Hall of Fame. Like, if you were a good player, but nobody knows who you are, 
right. then I, I don't know if you should be in, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> but, like... I'm right here with you. Because, like, have you ever gone... Like, I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and I'll sit and look at plaques and just be like, who the heck are these people? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sure they had great careers. Like, not that they're not deserving, but, I don't know. I feel like it should be reserved for the people that, like, absolutely like the second you hear their name you think that is a baseball or whatever sport legend yeah that's a, that's my hall of famer oh yeah 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 that's my guy <laughs> that's my hall of famer <laughs> that's awesome no no you got any other hot topics right now you want to bring up um i'm pretty all set shout out i believe um let me let me check real quick we have the sony open Oh, I've I've got a question golf wise to ask you. What do you think about Tiger leaving Nike? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's wild. That's one of those where it's like, uh, you just it blows my mind to be honest. It really mm. did. Yeah, right now we have it's Sony Open. They have coming through their last stretch of about five six holes left. So Ryan Henley is in first place. Oh, and actually, this is the reason I brought up golf. The first tournament of the year um, in 2024 was won by a guy who went to Edwall in Georgia, Christian Kurt, or Chris okay. Kurt, the Congress. He went to Edwall High School, and yeah. then he went to Georgia, and just he won the first PGA tournament this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Native showing out. Wait, how old is he? Would he have been in high school at the same time yeah, anybody? I think he is, like, let me find him. I'm looking it up right now, sorry. I should have had had this ready. In the meantime, Um, though, Bronny James had his college debut, and he wet the bed bad. He went 0 for 7, and they got beat by Colorado 68 to 58. So, not a great start for Bronny. Yeah, he dropped. He dropped 15 in a game not too long ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had a mixed bag, given all his health yeah, troubles he's, yeah, recently. He's had, he's had, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's had a few here and there. But that, Chris, Chris Kirk is, he's 38. He was born in 85, okay. so he's my brother's age. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Yep, he's a hometown native from Canton. Love to see it. Love to see it. But hopefully, Bronny can get everything settled. I know he's had this health scare recently, and that probably yeah. is a major reason he's been off to a rough start. But Limited minutes, I'm sure. Now, what do you think about the Thunder getting blown out by 62 points? Oh, they, 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 beat, they beat Portland by 62. Oh, yeah, my bad. Got it yeah, mixed no, up. <laughs> but no, you're good. Oh. Dude, they are gross. Like that, that team right there is going mm. to be insane in like in the next five years. They're going to be so insane. They might be insane this year. They're already second yeah, in the Western yeah, yeah, Conference. Sure. Shea Gilgis sure. is like arguably an MVP candidate. Oh, I, I believe he's top three in the MVP race right now. But dude, Plus. if you get beat by sixty-two, like once you go down by more than forty, forget the game. You got to fight on the court, like right there. Like, you, right. you can't just get shown up by 62 like that. Yeah, it's bad. Like, 40's bad, 50's rough, and 60's like, bro, come on. Like, what were y'all even, what were you just doing, throwing it up from half court every shot? 
Yeah, I mean, 60, like, once you get to that point, that you got to treat it like the last five minutes of the NBA Finals, like, pull all the starters out, just sit yeah. it in, you put in your third stringers, get them some yeah, reps in. At that, point, at that point, you just put the coach in and the playing staff, or the training staff in and let them finish the game out for you. Did you see the Pistons started a losing streak back up? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I feel so bad for Cade Cunningham. Dude, it's awful. They they might go down with the 2011 Bobcats and the 2014 76ers as the worst team of all time. Oh, for sure. Like, it is, what are they, like 3-30 and 30 something now? Yeah, dude, it's... Uh, they're, they're probably going to finish with single-digit wins. They're, they're like they're like the reverse of the 2016 Warriors. That doesn't, yeah, it does not surprise me at all. If they, if they were to be like definitely within the top three, top mm. five of the worst teams of all time. Now, last topic for you before we head out. Lamar Jackson, do you think he'll be the MVP? Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, he's, he's got to be. 100%. He is most deserving player to have it this year. He has taken the Ravens all the way. Hey, and if you go back to one of our very first streams on Millions, mm-hmm. I predicted it. I said when we first started this year, or when this, this season first started, that the Ravens and Odell and Lamar yeah. and Zay Flowers Go find it, I promise you, folks. I, I promise you, I will find it, and I will clip it, and I will have Garrett post it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think I remember you saying something about it, but that's that's crazy. You know, it's, it's always good to be right. Yep. For it's sure. Still haven't won an NFL bet this year, but hey, at least I was right about something. Okay. Hey, you might need to start throwing money on awards instead of games. <laughs> yeah, I swear to you. Also, I don't even know if I touched on this last week, but The Rock has returned home to the WWE. Yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm excited. Lay the smack down on Jinder Mahal. I'm excited to see where The Rock works into things going forward. And that is... Dude, whenever we go to WrestleMania, we yeah. definitely need to try to get a live stream in or something before or after Wrestlemania oh yeah we'll ha- whenever we get back to the hotel after the show we'll have to do a post Wrestlemania preview the dude sure. the fact that we could possibly be in the same building as The Rock we're gonna be in the same yeah. building as The Rock you know we are I don't want to risk it but I, I think there's a strong <laughs> there's a strong shot that we are that I've been in the same room as Trump and Shaq but LeBron or The Rock would probably be he might have to pass Shaq. Well, we got to meet Shaq up close, so that doesn't count. But he's a he'd have to be top three for sure. Yeah, for sure that'd be sick. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about stuff like when you go to sporting events and stuff like who the most famous people you've ever been like in the same vicinity as are? Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think. Like, okay, I was at. Alabama when Trump was there when we played LSU we got we got to meet Shaq and Charles Barkley I got to see Tom Brady play so right now those are probably like my top three Derek Jeter I got to see Derek Jeter play once I think A-Rod too who's like in your top Uh, LeBron whenever I went to 
the Cavs game three times and they played the Hawks. I watched him play once. I watched Chris mm-hmm. Paul play. Um, we got to see Kyrie. Yeah, I watched Kyrie play. Chipper. Who else? Yeah, Chipper Jones. Um, my first Falcons game I ever went to, I watched Matt Ryan, Roddy White, and Tony Gonzalez, Julio Jones. That was a cool team. Dude, the fact that that team didn't go farther is kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, that, that blew my mind as well. I can't believe we lost that. I don't want to talk about it. It's, <laughs> NFC Championships really hurt us. They really do. But, all right, man, it's been good talking to you. Same time next week. 10-4, 10-4. Yeah.